You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. He's back again. It's been a while, but you know what? He's looking handsome with his long haircut. I guess that's the COVID hair. That's it. Yeah. I got the job where I could actually grow my hair. I wasn't in the office. I didn't even, your hair was like parted perfectly, like one of those models in like a Brad Pitt movie or something like that. I wish, man. That was like the, um, that's like the dream. And, you know, I always wanted long hair. And <laughs> That's the dream. Me, Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. Like from, from, from a physical specimen, Brad Pitt's like the guy. No, Fabio. Fabio was the guy that everyone loved. Like he was the one, whenever somebody would mention someone that was handsome, they'd be like, That's Fabio with his long hair and his glorious tan. I think Fabio, like, like there's a line, I think, that's like either like, you look masculine enough. I think Fabio just crossed it big time. And then a pigeon hit him in the face on that roller coaster. <laughs> I remember that. That was so that's such a long time ago. Wow. Can you imagine you're known like for, all right, let's say you spent 20, maybe 30 years of your life just being known as the most handsome, beautiful man that always gets the princess. That's always the shining knight in armor. And then towards you're like, I'm going to retire because everyone loves me. Anyone that wants to see me, wants to take a picture with me, wants to see me at the beach, wants to literally grab onto my glorious hair and wants me to fly them off to never land and then it all gets ruined and now people only remember you because you got hit in the face with a fucking pigeon i know his face was like perfection right and then all of a sudden he comes off the roller coaster and his fucking face is split like glass in the middle you gotta have like a good pr guy for that like either because it can come out like fabio struck in the face with a bird will be like it his face is so like i guess so much perfection that it's like a glass window when you put windex on it and the birds just run right into it that's it yeah the bird wanted to face fuck him <laughs> it's a way better stunt oh my goodness well we, we would have two separate news channels i would be trying to like recover it by like hey it's just because his face is so beautiful and you're like yeah the bird just yeah just wanted to bang that face pretty hard <laughs> he was wanted by like you know humans and animals I mean, would you rather be known as someone that's extremely beautiful in the eyes of society, or would you rather be known as someone that is like extremely rich? Probably rich. Would but would you do anything beneficial with the money that you have? Absolutely. So like, I would I would invest that money into kids, like okay. young you, upstarts. You got to clarify what you mean by investing money into kids. So, so it, it'd be like young upstarts only. So uh, whoever's got an idea, I would like to finance that. I find like younger people are probably the most creative. That's how I felt. Um, if I ever got a lot of money, I would probably through the people I've met through the podcast, like there's a, I mean, like yourself, there's incredible people out there that are doing stuff that would be like very, very good and should get like more attention than they do. Um, I have a few friends that are like comic book makers and animators. And I'm like, I wish I could own like a studio and make like a family guy show. Just like shoot the show. Hell yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. um, percent. There's also like, there's a lot of different perspectives, right? Like I find like society has kind of gone on and like, you know, every new generation, there's a wave of new perspectives that like, you know, are very different to the old generation, right? The boomers' stories are very different to uh, like the millennial stories now that we get. It's like, I would love to get that perspective uh, of the millennials because also the melting pot has changed as well. Like you look at me, right? And you wouldn't think that I'm like Spanish and Portuguese with a little bit of Italian thrown in born in South Africa, raised in Australia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like in terms of like um, identifying with anyone that I see on screen, I can't. 
I feel like that at sometimes I try my best on I like to hear the other perspective of things too. But you have to look at the comparisons of history. When I was 17, my biggest thing was trying to figure out like, was I going to go to college or not? My grandpa had to go off and to go fight the war. So it was like yeah. the whole entire <laughs> like dynamic shift, you know, kids nowadays, like it's not even a kids nowadays thing there. I think there's just their experiences are going to be completely different compared to, and maybe that's for the good, but also it's worse in some ways too. Nobody had to worry about some person on social media tweeting at you, calling you like, oh, I'm not even going to bring that up. Never mind. But <laughs> There was a Biden was just trending because he put a um, video out and then he was like talking about the Tuskegee. He's like, it's not like the talking about the vaccine. He's like, it's not like the Tuskegee Airmen. And everyone's like, did you just mix up the syphilis experiment with Tuskegee Airmen? And I, we're not going to talk politics. Actually, what I do <laughs> want to talk about is I want to talk about because I listened to your latest episode because I've been catching up on a lot of them. The alien stuff. What is your perspective on aliens? We've never talked about this. I've talked to many of people that have seen aliens. I've talked to many of people that have tried to summon aliens. Did you say summon? Okay, so there's an app on your phone I didn't know about. It's called the CE5. It's a $10 app, and all you have to do is have love in your heart, and the aliens will show themselves to you. I've never done it because I'm too cheap, and I'm not spending $10 to meet extraterrestrial beings. I'll fucking wait till it gets lower in price, or they got like some type of like Christmas Black Friday special. Um, but <laughs> it's it's apparently uh, people have done it. Uh, my buddy does a podcast, John School's all about it, and he was on here for an hour just like telling me all this information about alien stuff and he's not that type of guy where you know you hear him talk about this stuff you're like this person might be crazy but he's not that type of guy he's a teacher he's like very like the first time he was on it was a completely different john than i got the second time i was like what the hell happened and it's just become you become so diverse into it and everything like that and i've heard some yeah. stories and things and he brought up some good points i want to get your thoughts on oh yeah shoot well, I mean, what's your idea first of aliens? So I, I always think two things. So I always think there's the aliens that want to level us up, right? So I think like contact, where they're like, hey, we, we can give you like interdimensional travel. It's like, that's awesome. That's going to move society forward. Then I think like there's those aliens that are just going to come here, take our resources and just destroy us like Independence Day. And I'm... Like, I honestly think in society, if there's a more advanced civilization, they're going to come here and they're going to destroy us. So mine, for me, it's out of fear. What, okay, what's your rationale for them trying to destroy us? Is it because we probably have the power to do more damage than good from what we've kind of done? No, I, I, I think it's more they want to take our resources because... Like if, if they're more technologically advanced, chances are they've used up all their resources and put it into that technology. So their power, their planet might be barren. Okay. So, so we're just the next on the line that's just gonna take out like minerals and you know, water and 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 resources. The way he explained that's, that's what I think. That's what I thought too. But the way he explained it to me was like I was I was talking about like maybe enslavement. Like why would a extraterrestrial being come down here and like they'd either help us for sure is what i thought about it was like you look at it kind of like we need to advance you to our state of being so you can be part of like the group or they come onto our planet their interactions are horrible and they're like we might as well just enslave these people and get unlimited resources from this planet because they see how much damage we're doing to it but the weird part is when we started launching all the nukes after the manhattan project was when we started seeing more occurrences now here's a thought i want to throw at you so all these uap stuff that's coming out all these unidentified aerial phenomena all these things that they're starting to release and all these bills and it's making people think aliens we both listened to the same neil degrasse tyson podcast and he said that none of it's actually saying aliens though they're just saying unidentified flying objects if you were the government and you have technology that's a hundred years past what the normal people have wouldn't it make more sense <clears throat> that you would release all this unidentified aerial phenomena stuff, but you know that it's all man-made things. It's all equipment that is like just very 
advanced futuristic technology. So you don't want the public to know that you have this stuff. So you tell them it's aliens, but our enemies or other countries that have like military things see that we have this technology and they realize that's like a government drone or something. And they're at that level of technology. It's kind of like slowly kind of like saying like, it's like, where's the beach? It's that way. And then you flex your arm. You're not, you're, you're showing off your muscles, but at the same time, you're also giving them the answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Government would have a lot to, to sort of like to gain from keeping it secret for now. Like, let's say there was another superpower, China and Russia banded together. And then the government needed something to just like, you know, bring them down. That might be the thing. Mm, see, because if aliens are coming down here, I don't think they're just going to help out one country. I think they're going to want to do a global thing where they're going to have to try and find ways to interact with all of us. But this is the part he was talking about. He goes, there's some people that like maybe your dreams are a projection from the aliens. If they're helping you, maybe they're trying like you ever have a dream. And you'd be like, damn, that's something that might interest me. You end up getting into it. Like if you have a dream about a job or you have a dream about like, I don't know doing something in your life that might be like, oh, you go on a road trip. And then you go, well, I had this dream. I went on this road trip. Kind of like a, a little, like they're kind of projecting an image into your head, trying to help you and make sure that you can achieve a better, humble person inside of yourself and slowly working their way through the mass amount of people that are here till eventually we're at this state of utopia, which in this timeline, I look at like, nah, it's impossible to hit a utopia just because the way we've gone with technology and society's kind of cogs kind of put us in the same system over and over again. But how can people deny aliens, even though we haven't seen any, they're studying other dimensions. Like they're already talking about there's other dimensions out there. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. If they're talking about that, then what's to make aliens not real? 100%. I've I have no idea. I didn't even know they were talking about dimensions. Yeah, they um a long That's time. That's crazy. Well, a long time ago they made a particle accelerator thing that's stretched about a mile and a half, but people shut it down because they thought they were going to end up breaking into another dimension and that was the whole point of the thing was to be able to discover other dimensions, but they thought they were going to create like a black hole or something. So people shut it down like there's a uh, bunch of protests. And then now yeah. scientists and astrophysicists and all these things are actually working on trying to figure out because they understand that there is another dimension out there and they're trying to figure out what that other dimension is. And I'm like, "Damn, it's going to get really fucking weird. Imagine your great, great, great grandkids are like, did you go to school today? Yeah, um, but I missed the bus. So I had to go to dimension B and take that bus to get back to my dimension up in dimension A. And it's like, what are you talking about right now? Like, <laughs> I can't even Uber correctly. <laughs> That's insane. Far out. That'd scare me. Like sending your kids into another dimension. I don't know how people put their kids in Ubers and then send them somewhere. The parents are not there. They're just like, here you go. Here's your Uber and enjoy your day. I could not like, you know, couldn't even think of like my grandkids. If I ever have any, like actually jumping into a black hole. Oh yeah. Be there in like two minutes mm -hmm. and like skipping through portals and shit. I, um, I just look at like, I feel like we're chopping way too high and we're missing some base steps. Like, you know, okay, here's an example. When you go and play basketball, have you ever played basketball before? Okay. When you're going to do a dunk, are you going to dunk with as small as possible if you've never dunked before? Or are you going to go right all the way up to as high as it'll possibly go? Jeez, as high as it'll possibly go. Why would you go as high as you could possibly go if you've never dunked before? Because like, my depth perception is really bad. I was about to say, it's like a, it goes up like 15 feet. You're not an NBA person. You wouldn't be able to jump and hit into that thing. I'm not talking about like a child's, like toddler's basketball court. I'm talking about a real basketball hoop, like the ones you see on the NBA that go all like the, 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 the pro ones. Yeah, I would, I would, because I'm looking at 15 feet, I would be trying to, trying my hardest to jump as high as I can. Yeah, because me, myself. But there's no option or there's no way possible that you're going to be able to get that. You know, in your head, you're like, that's way too high up there. I don't I can't jump that high. So you would go and do it anyway. That's the thing is that we're working on trying to open up another dimension. And then we still have problems like in California where people are dying from drought, like they're 
they're they don't have any water and i'm like they're right next to the fucking ocean just desalinate the water we haven't desalted anything yet there's none of these like we have that little fucking straw that you saw in the infomercials where they pull the salt out of the water and you could put a little bit into your thermos so you can cook super beans or whatever the hell why don't we have a better system that's funneling a lot of this water there's a lot of issues with like running out of water running for surprisingly there's people still not really as much as it was back in the day of starving but there's still come some issues when it comes to food and it's all a factor of money i'm like that's what you need to work on first before you start exploring other planets and shit you know i get it if you're looking for another home to go on but at the same time i look at it like hey man there's some basic necessities we should probably be able to get intact before we join the global fucking alliance of aliens 100 percent. but how much money would that start with like getting fresh clean drinking water to, to people make not as much as if you offered someone, I'm going to give you interdimensional travel, ticket started a million dollars. Richard Branson would probably be like, and Elon Musk would be like, here's a billion. See you later. Yeah, but who, you know I mean? for the common people, that's not going to be a valuable option for them to do a million dollars. Would you want to live on another planet? I, will, I That sounds so exhausting to me. I hate fucking moving down the road. Like, are you kidding me? Going to a whole nother planet, you got to pack up all your shit. Then you got to remember to keep your helmet on in certain areas of the dome that you're living in, in the colony up on the moon. Because if you take your fucking helmet off, you die. Well, that's how it always works, though. Any <laughs> new trend, any new trend, the celebrities will do it first, right? Okay. Fuck around. Some of them will die. Some of them will just keep going. And then it's, it's like the new thing. And everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. And then they make the budget option. And then all of a sudden there's the middle class, they're going for it. And then like, it's accessible to everyone because now they've gotten how much money they need to now be in profit. And now I'm going to offer it to the lower class at an ultra budget option. And everyone's just going to be doing it. It's the new normal after that. Okay. I got a new game to play with you now. So the, <laughs> the game is we're going to name off some planets and you're going to see which celebrities would live on that planet. All right. Let's okay. do it. That's actually a good game. Shit. Know, you I can just, make this a game show. I just made it. Hey, we're going to show me Family Feud for 500. And just turn around and hit the board. <laughs> um, okay, so. Call let, it who's in Uranus. <laughs> so who would live on the moon? What celebrity you picture living on the moon? Um, I would say like Ben Kingsley would be a moon guy. Okay. A Anthony Hopkins as well. Um, I think more the older sort of generation. That's the kind of feel that I get because I don't want to go too far. Can you imagine putting these guys through the fucking ringer, training them up just to go like interstellar travel or like, you know, interplanetary travel? And it'd be too much. The training would kill them before they even breached the atmosphere. Well, how, how so fast the, are we going to advance when we get space or when we get space travel down and like we get colonies down how long until eventually we're just going to have planets designated for certain types of people for instance like we send all the old people to a planet with less gravity so they don't have to worry about their backs bending down from the gravity pulling them closer to the earth you know what i mean it's like you send them to an old retirement planet and then they just golf all day and drink arnold palmer's Hundred percent. Can you imagine if, like, you know, we we end up making contact, right? And we like we have this conscription, or well, not conscription, but like everyone has to do a term or or a tour of duty on the the planet with the lowest amount of gravity, because that then makes them stronger, right? So you're sending all your eighteen year old kids to go out there and do training for a year, and they come back. And they're like superhuman, be like fucking Superman. Yeah, but how long until the adjustment comes back? Like they talk about like what happens if a baby's born on there was a movie about a kid being born on Mars. And then he's only I think he spent like the first 12 years of his life on or eight years of his life on Mars. And then he went over to Earth, like back to Earth where he's never been. He's just he was born on Mars. So the gravity's different. His body adjusted. And then when he went to Earth, he ended up dying after like two years or something because his body was just shutting down from the amount of gravity that was on earth 
You know, it's, it's Jesus. strange. Is it like our human species? Can it survive on another planet? Would it adapt or would it just only fixed for this planet? This is the only planet that's been able to grow life that we know of. So imagine our species living on another planet, would our bodies adjust or would our bodies actually experience way more pain from the trying to adjust. Like when people go up into outer space and then they go up to like the moon or something like that, when they come back, they're pretty fucked up. They have to sit in one of those, um, those, uh, one of those chambers, like the decompression chamber, so they don't get the bends. So I'm like, what's like, they have to regrow their muscle mass and everything like that. I'm like, what is it? Are we just not fit to live on anything but this planet? And it's just kind of like a far-fetched hope. In terms of evolution, In we terms could of move human to survival. other. Well, human survival would be short term, right? But generational evolution is hundreds of years. If we lived hundreds of years on another planet, our muscle mass might double. Our bone density might triple, like depending on the conditions of the planet. We could be superhuman or we could end up like those fucking invalid characters in Wally. What about watch Wally? I have. It's it's that's probably the most actual like representation of probably what will happen in the future of technology. We have yeah. beds that set up for us, so it's not too far off. Um, nah. What do you, see? My brain goes to this. Do you think we could cross human genetics with animal genetics and try and pull some adaptive traits out of it? Like for cockroaches, for instance, they're basically fucking invincible. Imagine if you could have like a little bit of cockroach DNA, not so much where you grow antennas on your fucking head, but you have a way of like mixing with an ant, for instance, eventually people will have, be able to lift four or 10 times their body weight, be able to do things of that sort, make things easier where you could be capable for space travel. And you could be capable, like imagine this, you come across a planet and you find this little creature that lives there. Some person puts it in a, in a little Ziploc baggie and decides to take it back to Earth to be able to be tested on. They find that this thing has capabilities to survive with rarely any oxygen. It can actually pull from another source. And then we cross it over with humans, and then we don't need helmets in space anymore. They would try it. I bet you there's a ton of government exper experiments where they've tried to blend like lion or tiger or camel or something because of the, 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 the water um retention that a camel has and i bet you they've all gone horribly wrong do you know chimeras you know what chimeras are it's the the head of a, a lion or something but it's like three different animals yeah Combined. yeah so china did that they made a chimera not a lion and all that stuff but they put a couple of different animals in one it was like a monkey and a bunch of other things together and it worked and then they killed it and then they just completely like totally like neglected it and everything like that. Like there's like, nope, we're not going to worry about this anymore. Alex Jones called that. And I'm like, what? Like Buzz Aldrin, like he's the one that said that there was water on a moon and there was an obelisk on Mars. And then we ended up finding water on the moon. And then I'm like, are we going to deny that there's an obelisk on Mars now? Like Buzz Aldrin called that shit. And everyone just considered him crazy because he's old. Didn't they find like a face on the moon, on, the, on Mars? Like almost like a mask. You're telling me it, the planet's could have like been lighting. Fuck. Guardians of the Galaxy. And it'd it, it, it have the smallest face. It'd be like one of those guys with all chin and forehead and cheeks with like a tiny. Like a crimson face chin guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a giant brick for a head. Um, yeah. I want to go back to the, the moon thing. I don't see. I picture like Jonah Hill living on the moon. He strikes me as like a moon guy. I don't know why. It's because he's got a soft face. Is it the the sort of chilled out? Yeah, man. Like that sort of vibe that he has about him. No, I just feel like he's very sensitive, and I think the moon's like a great place to be sensitive. Okay. You can scream out in his face, like... and no one can hear you. <laughs> do you do you reckon he would also be the the kind of guy that's really into star science? That he's like. I'm literally like the moon is moving through my centigrade and all that sort of shit. Okay. So that brings a very interesting question to my head. Do you feel like there's things that you're interested in that maybe in somewhere in like older in your genetics or in your ancestral line that you might have like a correlation to like, cause I look up at the stars at night 
And I wonder why I'm so fascinated with space. Like I'm so fascinated with stars, just the stars, not even going to another planet, just how beautiful it looks. And I wonder if like back in like pirates, back in the day, there was a thing called star mapping where they would use the sky to be able to tell what direction that they were going and where to go home, you know, where they were traveling to, they would use the stars, the correlations of them. And I, I wonder if that was like, maybe I was like a descendant from a pirate. Or I was a descendant from someone that was like a, a seafarer possibly yeah maybe even further like you know um when you were navigating your tribe using the stars like one of your ancestors you know what i mean maybe like in a past life even you were like an astronaut do you believe in past lives i i do i do but then I think about it, and I'm like, is that really part of the plan? Like, I, I almost think, like, okay, where we might be reincarnated every time to live every different possible perspective. And maybe that's, like, you know, us finding the true meaning of life. Like, sometimes we go through our life, and it's, it's meaningless. We don't add any worth to it. We don't give ourselves purpose. And we don't run towards like our destiny. We just kind of phase out. And there's sometimes where like, you know, may, maybe the life that we we're, we're just so driven and, and we're pushing forward. Um, and maybe we're destined to live every different type. Poor, rich, good looking, like deformed. You know what I mean? Not Not saying that anyone deformed is ugly or anything like that i don't want to get canceled over here now there's some good looking deformed people for sure 100 percent. there's a power lifter um girl that i saw on snapchat and it was like gym heroes and she had um one arm and she was lifting way more than i could lift i was like and yeah, she's gorgeous 100 <laughs> percent. um i could always tell when it's your podcast or when you're talking in your podcast even though i can't i only watch the audio so I can't, I can't, like, I can't tell who's talking, but when I, when I hear you go a hundred percent, I'm like, that's Rob. That's fucking Rob. <laughs> he always says hundred percent. Everyone else just doesn't say shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, um, imagine this, imagine that your life, the you right now, Rob, you're infinite. So what happens is when you die in another dimension is when that one is born. So then you're just living on this infinite dimensional loop where it's your life over and over again. And there's just subtle differences. One life you're rich and one life you're famous and one life you're this and one like this. And it's all giving you like, it's kind of a test. Like imagine if you're some omnificent being that created everything. Okay. I'm not religious, but I'm just bringing in this point because it's fun to talk about like what, like, cause people, I think perceive God as like this. A lot of people perceive him as this loving one. I'm like, I consider it like if you get bored and you start creating shit in Minecraft and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go to another world and create other shit there. That's like what it is. It's like, you just have fun. Cause after a while you get fucking bored of sitting by yourself and creating trees and shit. You're like, I'm going to create people. And then you create it and you're like, all right, well, I'm done with this sim world and I'm going to go to another one. <laughs> But true with the God thing, for instance, imagine if he's doing a test where it's like, if I, if I give this Rob an earth, a we're in earth, a right now, if I snap my fingers and this Rob is created and he lives his life to where he's at now. And then God forbid you die, knock on wood. Then he goes, now when the other one in B is born, it's going to be born at a different time later. So when you died, so it wouldn't be like you were born when you were born. It was you'd be born as the one in dimension A died. So it'd be the dated as 2021. So then you're born then. And then he would he's doing a test to see if it's all on the basis of your experience. Would you be even more successful in the future? Or would you be less successful because of how hard it is to try and create things that have already been created? I feel like the guys that were born here first or the people that started the civilizations and stuff kind of had it easy. Cause you didn't have a lot of shit. Like, what is this? 
it's a window. I made a window. It causes you to be able to see through the wall and actually see onto the other side in case someone's trying to kill you. Some, what does that mean? Someone trying to kill you? Well, I also invented this thing called murderers. And what murderers are, are <laughs> psychopathic people that come and stab another person and take their life from them. And you're like, oh my God, what is life? Well, life is this thing that you have where you're born and this is what we're living. This is our life. And someone can take that from you. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. Here, let me give you an example. And then they stab the guy in the heart. He goes, I am a murderer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You should have used my gloss. <laughs> you should have looked through the window and not let me in. Um, I just look at that like I, I feel like it's way easier to create. Maybe I don't know because maybe our brains just expanded more as we got like maybe back then finding that you could attach a rock to a stick and make a weapon out of it was like the most advanced type of thinking. I, maybe their thoughts were a little bit more older age and harder to get to these innovations we have today. It seems like maybe all this technology might've induced a lot of this creativity that we have. True. Cause I think a lot of innovation comes out of necessity and a lot of times like with <laughs> explain to me 5g then why the fuck did we need that? We didn't, but the necessity of like taking your money was like Verizon's like number one priority <laughs> or AT&T's number one priority. Remember when T-Mobile um, was big for a while? <laughs> oh man, we, we don't get T-Mobile here in Australia. See, that's interesting because Verizon was seen as like a lot of people own that. It's kind of like the iPhone. A lot of people have iPhones over like a Samsung. And then Samsung is like AT&T and Sprint. It just comes out of nowhere. And then when I think T-Mobile came around, it was like they were only in malls, like a lot of like mall kiosks and stuff like that. So then whenever an advertisement or commercial came on, they're like, oh, that's a mall network. So they kind of screwed themselves over with just starting off in malls because then when T-Mobile was like getting advertisements on TV, people were like, no, that's from a mall. That's not Verizon. That's not Sprint. I'm like, oh, you guys messed up. You should have made your own fucking building. <laughs> far out yeah it's a big risk because they probably wanted to start with the least amount of money and make the most amount of gains and then they got neither i think it all happens to do with how you slide in with your marketing too like um there's a drink out um it's called like murder your thirst or something like that and it's got a skull on it and it's just water but it's like, that's the whole point is murder your thirst. And their whole entire like advertising thing is like murder, Satan, all this stuff. As a joke, obviously it's a joke, but someone uh, commented on their thing and was like, I don't like how like this is like Satan worship if you buy this water. And they use that comment in their advertisement. They're like, hey, it's not for everyone. I'm like, oh my God, like that's perfect <laughs> marketing strategy because in society 100%. today, there's like, it's not like if you mentioned like, if, if you even played music back in the day that had like a slight like riff or edgy vibe to it, they're like, that's the devil's music. And then they chop your fucking hands off. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as you tell someone not to do something, they do it. They want to do it. Oh, you'll be too scared to watch this movie. I'm watching that movie tonight. <laughs> I love it how you did that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when you did that, your voice went like American. It didn't even have a, uh, any accent to it. It just went straight American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, like, that's so true. Like using negative comments in marketing. And I also think it's who markets. Right, so if you had Michael Jordan market your thing, right? If Michael Jordan was the ambassador for T-Mobile, like T-Mobile would be fucking huge. Maybe. Even though he is known as like a legend, I mean, does Michael Jackson's name still have the impact it had as it did back in the day? I think so. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I think Michael Jackson's name will only appreciate. It's so weird, right? Like with Michael Jackson, there have been court cases that have come out after he's died where people have been like, oh, this is where we, uh, this is where he um, molested the kids in this train house and stuff like that. And people so quickly jump on and disprove it. It was like, there was never that building in, in uh, Neverland. 
it so was like it um, couldn't have happened when Bill Cosby went to jail. Um, this was like around, what was that like about a year and a half ago, two years ago? Uh, there, I came across a page that I was trying to get on the podcast. It was a guy who run a page called Bill Cosby's Innocent, and I just wanted to hear what his like perspective of things were. And you realize that, like, imagine you're so famous, people will come to your aid even in your worst parts of your moments when you know you did something wrong, but people are willing to defend you because they could not possibly believe into their head that it would even be a possible decision or a reality where you would do something so heinous as drug a person's drink. 100%. Because the impact of Cosby, like Bill Cosby, like his. He's the comedy um, grandfather. There's that. But what he did for the African American community as well, with portraying, like, you know, an African American family, um, he, like, you know, um, he brought in a. Uh, african-american psychologist to consult on every episode to make sure that none of it was derogatory or or painted them in a negative light like he 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 did a lot but to see the other side in contrast to that that he was just he was raping women like crazy and it wasn't like it was one or two and they just got drunk he was like the dexter of serial rapists like there was like 60 or so women that was a lot this guy was dark i wonder if he's always been like that or is it just the fact of like the fame and all that stuff the the amount of power just corrupted him Hmm. well maybe prisoners should go as far out as mars so bill cosby take him out to mars I've talked about that before. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure we talked about like how Australia was made was supposed to be like a bunch of like, they sent a bunch of criminals over to Australia. Then it turns out it's actually a better idea because there's less of like struggle over there. Jesus Christ in America, whatever you want to call the goody two shoes people, everybody's canceling and fighting each other and shit. I'm like in Australia, everybody's living happy because you're allowed to say, go fuck yourself. And nobody gets mad because that's a normal saying. You say that now people are like, I'm like, oh my God, just curse. It's a stress reliever. Just do it. Yeah. Ah, big time. The, like I was, I was watching swear words on Netflix, right? And, and I was saying, you could probably hold out for another minute of pain if you just swear. Yes. So they did the comparison with someone swearing and someone not swearing. And it was, it's hosted by Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So it was just uh, next level. Um. See, okay, let's go back to the celebrities then, because now you got me thinking about Mars. Who would live on Mars? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so this is important. So Bezos wants to go to the moon. and He wants to live on the moon. People go, why is he obsessed with the moon? I was like, imagine that you have you want power so much that you go to another planet and you're the first one there. You wouldn't want to be like, people go well i would wait till it was developed no i'd want to be the first ones there because imagine you start building things before everyone else does then everyone that comes onto the planet that you're building on has to ask you for help and help them get a head start and you help out all these people now you're seen as a fucking king on a new planet 100 percent. would civilization restart though like would you go back to kings and like all that type of stuff i don't i I don't think so i think um, and I, like my thinking is coming straight from the movie by with Matt Damon in there called The Martian. So he lives on Mars for like a year, right? So because he lives there on a year for for a year, he can legally be called like a Martian because he's lived there for a year. Um, I don't like so the Bezos- rules of this shit. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like in, it's like in Texas if someone lives with you for like two years. Then it's all like you can, or they they left or something, or their stuff there for two years. Then they get that you get to throw their shit out or something like that. I don't know what it is. There's like a statue of them. There's one in Australia, isn't there? If you leave somebody's, if 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 you can live in a house that is owned by someone else, and like you're squatting, what they call squatting, you get to keep that house if you've lived there for 
a certain amount of time. I think it's like a year or two years or something like that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Ah, hell no. I'm going to take a crowbar to the house. (laughs) That's real shit, man. Uh, But I I reckon um, Bezos would definitely set up something on the moon that he can also watch his, like, you know, his empire on Earth. But then he's got, like, his space station that he's building, too. So he wants to oversee production on that as well. So if a man came to your doorstep, knocked on your door and goes, open up, open up the door, Rob. Open the door. Rob, you got to open the door for the bit to continue. Sorry. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) I don't know why it's creaky. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. First of all, let me just say, it's nice to meet you. And also your door needs some WD-40. Also, I would like to invite you to a, a ticket, a ticket for you and your family to go up and live on the moon. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? No, hell no. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not interested. <laughs> See that? That's it. Scares me now. And like, you're 100 percent right. If we we're waiting for like interplanetary, like you know, colonization, I would wait for that till it's more settled and everything the fuck am i gonna do on the moon i have a, I have a hard time entertaining two kids now and I've, i'm surrounded by things that i know Can you imagine like being stuck indoors in the moon how i wonder how many like how many years it's going to take till they get used to the fact that you have to put a helmet on when you're outside like you have, if you go outside of your little dome colony out into like whatever to go play around on the moon or do whatever or travel if you even i want to get some fresh air because you think you've been living on Earth for 30 years and you're on now the moon for like five. You fucking roll your window down and you get sucked right out of your fucking car. Big time. They would they would have to put some sort of scanner on there that if it didn't have like the sensor to like get triggered on the helmet, you can't go outside. Otherwise, they would have so many people just dying from like the air getting sucked out and people getting pulled out into space. See, my brain is being- scary. My brain created that scenario, and then it's trying to find a way to fix it. And what I think they should fix it is, is that they you, have, you get a pill, like an oxygenation tablet, that you eat it, and it slow releases oxygen into your bloodstream so you can actually go out without a helmet and stuff in case people forget. That would actually be pretty cool. You know how many people want to smoke be cigarettes not out on breathing. the moon? Imagine smoking a cigar on the fucking moon. You know how baller that is? Just in a fucking robe, just smoking a cigar. And you're like, I can't smoke my cigar because I got this fucking helmet on. Then they make oxygen tablets that you can can drink with your vitamin C orange juice in the fucking morning. The next thing you know, you're like walking out like, I can smoke a cigarette on the moon. I can talk. You can do all these things. I wonder how smoke would look in the atmosphere of the moon or no atmosphere on the moon. It probably just would it actually move? Yeah, you could see the trail of smoke from one cigar or cigarette or vape session, like just there. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be the best place. And then if you wanted rings, hell yeah, because it wouldn't dissipate. It would just stay as a ring, and you could just like start creating like a fake Sonic game on the fucking moon where you're just blowing smoke rings, (laughs) and you'd run through them. That'd be the slowest Sonic game ever. There you go. You just put it. It's at half speed. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of like speeds, would you ever do speed? Watch him. <laughs> watch speed. <laughs> That's um, a good flick. <laughs> would you ever watch a movie at like one and a half times speed? No, but I also watch movies with subtitles. So do I. Yeah. I have to. It's easier. But I also learn more from the movie. So there's been countless amount of times when I've gone, oh, that's what he actually said. And now the whole plot makes sense. Have you seen the After sub- I'd already watched it. Have you seen subtitles when they do it on the news and then you realize the person that's typing in like the subtitles doesn't know what the fuck's going on? Because there's some things I watch and I'm like, they're not saying what this person's typing. Like this person has been typing the wrong stuff for the past five minutes. And I don't think he thinks anybody's watching. That's what I want. That's what I would prefer is that when they have the interpreters, you know, when they're doing the sign language for the deaf people, 
I want that person to be saying something in their own words, not exactly what the person is saying. I want them to be like, you know, when the dude's making the subtitles, I want him to make funny subtitles in case anybody ever stumbles across it, like leaving coded messages, <laughs> like where the deaf or, or some oh, deaf man. people are looking at it like, ha 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 ha. Like they get a joke, like a dude's just trying to stand up act during the middle of like Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to say sound hilarious. effects. Why is it saying words? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that'd be that'd be so funny, right? If it was like this key speaker at like this convention for deaf people, and like, I'm sorry, I'm just going into like weird scenario mode. But anyways, there's a deaf translator there, and then all of a sudden, the guy's like talking, and then he just goes, "Kill them, kill them now!" in like sign language, and then they all rush the speaker and like destroy him. Oh, I was thinking the other way around. Like the guy was trying to like lie of what like if the president was doing a speech, and then he just goes, "Kill them, kill them all. We're going to squash all." Every-. And then like this, this whatever country is superior. Then all the deaf people are like, "What is he fucking saying right now?" And he's really like, "We're gonna fix the climate. We're gonna do all these things." And the the interpreter's just like, "I fucking hate this president," and he starts doing all this stuff to make him seem like an asshole. He's lying again, fellas. I wonder, um, so there's a, a really good thing I want to tell you about. So I watched Step Brothers when I was in high school, like repeatedly because I was too lazy to, to like, change the disc out of my Xbox. So I would just get high and watch Step Brothers all day. So I've seen that movie like thousands of times. I mean, that one, Signs and Texas Chainsaw Massacre are like the three movies I would just watch on repeat like a hundred times a day, at least as many times as you could possibly watch it. Original or remake Texas Chainsaw? I don't know. Oh, I had the, the one with DVD. Jessica Biel. I don't know that either. Uh, like you named three actors to be on the moon earlier, and I didn't know any of those names. Okay, <laughs> but um, does it I, does it end with her running the guy over? Yeah, running it ends with her getting over. run over. I don't know what which one that is though. Okay, I think that's the beginning. I just remember a bunch of college kids running into a shed and I was like, why the fuck are you going into a shed? And then one of them got chainsawed from the back and then, uh, then they started running again. And then I'm like, what you're, how, is this guy teleport? Jesus. He's like <laughs> automatically where they're at. Like that's fucking the worst. It's like Leatherface. <laughs> Bill Burr has the best joke about that. He goes, I don't, he goes, I like feminists, but I also just want to piss them off. And he goes, I want to just want to drive by one of those like feminist rallies and say some horrible shit that's going to be like, go make me a sandwich and then watch them like freak out in the middle of the road like Leatherface where they're fucking swinging the chainsaw. <laughs> it's fucking priceless. I don't care if people oh, think that's man. offensive. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I can see it. That's why Burr's so good. He like details the shit out of <laughs> It's like uh, with kids, for instance, like when a little kid gets so excited, they have to hit something. I watched my little nephew. He's three years old. Take his heel and hit like my six month old nephew in the fucking head. Just the kids lying on the ground, looking up at the ceiling and like kind of like, like like moving his hands around like a baby, like a turtle that's on his back and he can't get up. That's what my little nephew's doing. And then my other like the older nephew just fucking is so excited because i guess they're doing some like travel thing they're going to some disney thing or something he starts like like so excited that he just takes his heel and just drop drops his heel right on the fucking kid's head and i'm like what the fuck and, <laughs> and his mom was freaking Jesus. out and i'm like i get it because i've been so excited where i've had to bite something before <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gonna squeeze the shit out of something it's like, it's like imagine him. somebody just told you you got Kate Upton pregnant and you're about to have a shit ton of money come in and be married to one of the hottest people in the fucking world and you're about to have a kid with her so she's on lock. You would lose your shit. You are going from having like I work an okay job to now you're fucking married to Kate Upton and you're dating one of the like one of the hottest girls on Sports Illustrated. And I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad and take his all the shit all the shit, all the sass, everything. Like Oprah's husband. Yeah. Oh, Stedman. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes, shut the fuck up and I'm going to do what I want. And Stedman's like, yes, ma'am. And washes the dishes and like packs them away and then massages her feet. 
I slow <laughs> think that he's holding like he's piling up a large amount of shit against her. So one day she just like says something. He goes, well, I have all this about you. And she goes, oh, my God, what? And he goes, that's right, bitch. I'm going to be the king now. <laughs> you watch 15 years. There's going to be something that comes out called the Stedman Files. <laughs> and it's going to detail everything. It's going to be like my 50 year battle with Oprah. I was that slowly poisoning sell. her. <laughs> I heard you talk about Bullshit. that that lady that killed her husband for like three million dollars or something. What an idiot! <laughs> Did that happen in Australia? For real? Can yeah. you explain to me the story? Because I I heard a bit of it. But you guys didn't talk too in depth on it. So, she found out that her husband had three million dollars of superannuation. So superannuation is basically like you know, if I die. This is what my family gets. That's the benefit that they get, right? So she went ahead and like killed him. I'm not too sure how she killed him. She kills him. But in preparation for the killing, she Googled the shit out of like, you know, how, how to kill someone, how to cover it up, how to respond to police. And then leaves the fucking search history on her on her google session her kids could have come up afterwards and been like what the hell is she looking up anyway she gets like nabbed has to go to prison and then like now the kids get the money so the kids are like orphans completely but three they're millionaire orphans this is scariest shit ever it's like when you go on google and you download pictures back in the day when you used to do your exploration of the internet and get to come across some amazing photos you would download them to your computer and then you throw them in the recycle bin and not realize you have to empty the recycle bin out when you're done with them and you're like never going to make that mistake ever again no that learning curve is like very steep as well because that's perception changing see okay so google's not banned in australia anymore because i know last time you were on we talked about that yeah okay the that, they let that shit through okay um what about like because i use google i think it humbles me because i like to like whenever i feel like i have a thought that might just be like am i a fucking weirdo and then i just google like that thought and it's like oh shit there's already people with answers to this there's already people with this they've already done it before so i feel like okay well i'm not on the wrong track of society i'm just in the weird one Hundred percent, especially when I just type the first three words, and then Google will like you know fill in the next four or five or something. I'm like, it's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Did you want to find out how to get insurance money? It's like, what type of insurance money? Do you have an older grandparent? It's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> how long should I wait for the will to be fulfilled? <laughs> wait, is that one of the things she Googled? <laughs> uh. That, Probably. I'm about to say that shit. If you're trying to kill somebody, it's like, what's the best ways to kill somebody? If you type in best ways to kill yourself, it just gives you a suicide help thing. But if you ask about killing somebody else, they fucking give you, put you on a watch list. Yeah. And the comment sections are wild. Like people would be like, you know, the best thing to do is slowly poison them or like, you know, make it look like an accident or something like that. Everyone's got an opinion, I think, when it comes to killing someone. It was like that story of that 17-year-old kid that was apparently talking to like ISIS or talking to like these terrorist organizations. And um, it was really the government that was secretly doing it. They, what they do is the government was basically baiting you to see if you would do an act of terrorism. So it's like they're going to put you in jail for being a terrorist basically even though they created the whole scenario. So they messaged the 17-year-old kid like – hey, we're part of this terrorist organization. We want to have you as one of our things, but you have to prove your loyalty and made him go pick up like bomb supplies, make him pick all this stuff up. And you can see the kid, he messaged back. He's like, I don't know. I have to ask my mom first. And then ended up getting all these materials and stuff to be able to create this bomb. And then they went to this meeting location. And when he went to that meeting location, it was the government that was secretly messaging him that stuff, acting like a terrorist, like a catfish. And then they fucking arrested him and put him in uh, life in prison for fucking terroristic acts, threat to, threat to America or something like that. 
fucking hell. You're fucking creating issues. I get it. You're trying exactly. to find like someone that might swing that way or someone that might have that bend to them that would make them do this type of thing later. So you're trying to catch it before it fucking happens. But you're not Tom Cruise in that movie where you're predicting murders that are going to happen and you're stopping them before they happen. <laughs> no, especially when you make the first move. And he's a 17-year-old kid. Yeah, he's impressionable. He's dumb. I'm sorry. At 17, we were dumb as fuck. Well, how many kids nowadays are growing up in their countries and they're like told so much through the news of how horrible their country is and they want to change and they feel like the only thing they have to do to change is like anonymous or some shit. Whoever runs anonymous, whoever's the main face guy, I don't know how you fucking tell, but that one person or whoever it is, that's a guy that just has power and doesn't want to be attached to his power. He can still walk in the street and you would never know he's a leader of a giant fucking organization that takes down corporate elite by leaking information onto the fucking internet. 100%. Probably and what I'm Snowden like, should have did. Yeah. If he came out with like a mask or something. Not his fucking name where he has to go live in Russia for all this time. Yeah. And get moved around safe houses same with the assange julian assange yeah. he did that same shit and I, I i think he's in like he was in some eastern european country or something like that <sighs> i couldn't live my life on the run like that that's crazy you could do it if you went to the moon because then if you're the only one on the moon and some you see a spaceship coming like they're coming to fucking kill me it's like, this is the day they're trying to assassinate me. All right, let me get ready and just shoot their spaceship down. <laughs> Wouldn't you just pop like some of those oxygenated pills and just run outside? They're not made You'll yet, never catch so me alive. Hopefully, one day if they make those things. That's a good idea, though. Watch Elon Musk be listening like, hmm, good idea, good idea. And he starts writing it down. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um. But even like I get scared, like there's a TSA, obviously, for airplanes. Imagine if there's going to be a TSA to be on the rocket ship. Is that a whole nother department they'd have to do? Yeah, they would. They, but they that means get, they double their budget. Yeah, well, they have to get used to the whole entire like going up on an airplane and the altitude, popping your ears and still staying focused to make sure nothing happens and looking for the warning signs. What about if everybody's wearing a spaceship outfit? And what, what happens if everybody's on a spaceship? It's a smaller thing, but you have to get used to going through the Earth's atmosphere and going out into outer space, getting used to the zero gravity being trained in that scenario. Yep. Can you imagine like a commercial like flight with a spaceship, right? And you know how they have to do the, you can bail on your left and here's like, you know, where the life support vests are. Can you imagine having to give that on takeoff? Like, or just before takeoff? What do you think that's like? Like imagine being a flight attendant, you know, where they say, this is how you buckle your seatbelt. What are they doing on the spaceship? Well, we're just going to buckle you in like a fucking toddler. And you're not going to have any power to move of anything. Cause if you do, you'll fucking die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you notice anything wrong with your suit, any air leakages speak now, or you will be dead. <laughs> If there's an emergency, we're all kind of screwed. <laughs> just know that. It's like I cannot help you. There's no opening the door. It's just going to be you're dead. Sorry. That's the scariest thing is when those spaceships, when you see in the movies, when they're flying in outer space and they open up like a door and you see all the air, like they get sucked out into space. It's because there is no air in space. So all the air gets sucked right out of your fucking little vehicle that you're in and you just fly right out of it like a vortex you don't even have a chance to think next thing you know you blink and you're outside and floating in space not being able to breathe i know and the other thing is like you'll be dead before you even realize what happens sometimes if that ship explodes you're not going to be like panicking and trying to open the door and shit like that it's over alex all Jones. that fucking fuel Alex Jones said something on a podcast with Andrew Schultz recently. It's a lot. It's really, really weird. Like if you're an Alex Jones hater, you're going to love it because he's just like they're breaking fake bottles on his head. And he's just being he comes in dressed as um, uh, that one lady uh, who plays uh, Wonder Woman. Ah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, so he dresses like as her wearing a wig and stuff. And then like it's very crazy. But he does talk about like some serious stuff of like uh, 
like the first couple of missions that went up into outer space, like all the people that died going, trying to get to space because all the explosions from the rocket ships and stuff like people don't even really talk about those. Like maybe the family remembers and people that were friends with the family and stuff, but like we all kind of like forgot about it. We're like, Oh, look, we're on Mars. Now it's like, do you know how many people lost their lives? The brave astronauts that were trying to brave into a new world and exploded in the fucking atmosphere. I wonder how instantaneous that was. I'd rather it be instantaneous. Same. Same. I'd rather not feel the fear before dying. But then I think about like everyone that kind of like doesn't believe that moon landings exist. And there's there's a lot of people. And it just like it to me, it's like they're spitting in their faces. And if those people really died. What do you mean about the moon landing doesn't exist? Because I, I fall into that category. So like a lot of people believe like like the moon landing doesn't exist and space travel doesn't exist. No, I believe all of it. Exists. You don't believe the moon. No, I believe all of it exists. What I don't believe is I don't think we landed there when we said we landed there. I think they created that video. And then I feel like that was just because at the t my rationalization for it. And I don't know for sure. Like I said, it's just kind of my thought of it is that um, imagine you're in a war with another country and you're losing and now you're in this space race where it's going to be the first person, you know, into space. And then next thing you know, you see it's the astronaut, the Russian astronaut makes it to space. Your whole civilization, your whole country is like, fuck, man, are we, are we a loser of a country because we didn't make it there? Like we're in the middle of a war right now and we're not doing too hot. So it was like a morale no. thing. They go, yeah, all right, 100%. first person to land on the moon then. Then they make a video showing a bunch of people on the moon and everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. I love my country. And the next thing, you know, we landed there later. We didn't land there exactly when we said we landed there, but I don't know. Cause Buzz Aldrin has some good stories, but Buzz Aldrin says a lot of stuff about NASA where it's like, what? It's like the reason why there's a lot of flat <laughs> earthers is because, um, they go, well, how do you know? Because every photo that's taken from space has been modified. That's true. There are a lot of photos that have been caught where they CGI'd fake clouds onto Earth to make it more aesthetically appealing for people to see when they saw pictures of the Earth. That's wild, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, so I'm not saying that. I just, I, I know we landed on the moon. We obviously been up there, but I'm wondering why we've only been up there once and we haven't decided to go back. People are like, well, why would we go back? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you want to focus and try and find more stuff on there? And at the same time, the video thing, it just, watching that i mean i don't know i just i look at it like i feel like this was a propaganda thing there's so much of propaganda i definitely think we landed there i just don't think we did it when we said we did it we waited maybe it was like a little bit after i think we were probably falling behind by a little bit of stuff yeah yeah 100 percent. but as long as america beat russia that's all that matters yeah so to i'm that. not too crazy Uh, <laughs> I have rationales to my point, damn it. <laughs> it's true. Huh. I um like to me, like it's weird, but I never look at the moon landing as like an all-important thing. Maybe because like it wasn't a big thing for like let's say South Africa. It wasn't a big thing for Australia. So it, it hasn't been like as big a part of my my upbringing. I don't know. I had to take That's a just my drink. thinking. No, nah, you're good, man. Um, I don't know. I don't really care for space that much. I'd rather focus on the things that are here. Like? <laughs> I don't know. We, we're trying to figure out dimensions and shit. And I'm like, well, we don't even have fucking... I don't know. We... I can think of actually a lot of shit. We don't have a good government. We don't have a, I feel like there's probably an Illuminati. I don't know. I'm looking at it. Like <laughs> there's so much shit that we like, you end up finding out later. It's like, Oh my God, they did that. It's like, yeah, they did that. You know, what's weird. Like if we did move to another planet, like the Illuminati just wouldn't exist then. No, they'd probably already be there. You really think that, like, if they started offering passenger tickets up to this planet, that they wouldn't already have a system set up over there to make sure they can easily make money out of you? True. I think people think the Illuminati is like a bunch of people in shrouded cloaks. I look at it like if you have enough money, you get a seat at the table. Like if you're a billionaire, like all these main major heads of like this, then you get a seat at the table. But you also get like an interview. 
Like imagine Elon Musk sits down. It's like, all right, man, well, you've made enough money. You're basically running a lot of the shit that goes on here, all these technical innovations. Are you doing it for money? Or are you doing it because you care about people? And he's like, oh, well, I care about people. And then they go, okay, well, we'll give you a call, okay? They don't want you sitting there if you're talking about you care about people. They only care about it, about the money factor. So that's what I think it is, is a bunch of giant ass companies, industry people that are running the system that are just making so much money that it's like so engrossed. So when you do try and stop a lot of this shit, you realize, okay, if I do this, then, oh my God, we're going to lose all this money. And then this is going to happen. Then we're going to, we're going to lose Alaska. And it's like, what? It's like, yeah, because it's a system that's set up in place and the way it's running is the best way it can possibly run because we cannot see another outside perspective of how to fix it. So I always thought the Illuminati was about influence and shaping like the the world basically. I never ever thought it was about money. I think it's the money is the shaping the world part. The world's now been shaped to care more about money. That's the whole thing. Is it's all you know. If people want to make money off of doing something, there's people who want to be like who want all the power. Don't ever come out and say they want all the power. They don't want to really be the face that's attached to it. There's probably people that we've walked across, walked by and not even known that they were fucking trillionaires or they were running the whole fucking system that we're living in because they don't care for fame. They only care to make sure that they get all everything they want and everything they want is a fucking infinity pool with a waterfall going down it while two rhino rhinoceroses are fucking. That's what they want. They want that in their backyard while they sip on a fucking lemonade with ice in it but not so much ice that it's like full of ice just a little bit to where like the ice you could tell is slowly melting so when they clink against the glass it makes a high pitch frequency so then that high pitch frequency orders their butler that comes in when the sound goes off and the butler goes would you like another toe and then it's a fucking toe as a finger sandwich that's what i'm thinking and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i got real descriptive and crazy I know. I was thinking, like, does the rhinoceros semen change the viscosity of the water in the infinity pool? Like, what's the, like, you know, what's the importance of those rhinoceros? Like, fucking. It's a beautiful sight. Imagine you're swimming in a pool <laughs> and you look off in the distance and also in your backyard over in the grass is two rhinoceros having sex. You would be like, this is an interesting thing. What is my life? My life is success. That's what it is. <laughs> Just two tanks fucking. <laughs> it's like i don't know if i should be happy or sad but he, either way i'm getting something out of this <laughs> a sight for the family <laughs> but, speaking of family rob i actually got your brother on after this so is there anywhere I, uh people can find your podcast keep people can find your links yeah absolutely so we're available on instagram and facebook as smoke and mirrors podcast we're also available on twitter as smoke and mirrors oz as in the wizard of um you can find us on spreaker where we host our podcast and youtube under logosmith media um and yeah we're we're out there every day man we're watching movies come talk shit to us check us out you know it's disagree be, with us it's going to be interesting as i'm going to upload this episode before your brother's episode so it'll be back to back so this one's going to lead into the another one so enjoy thank you for listening to this episode of out of the blank and i'll see you next episode